0: Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, I'm Eve, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. Today is February 15th, 2019. The day was February fifteenth, seventeen 1796. John Caesar, who had the nickname Black Caesar, was shot dead after escaping his settlement in Australia. Caesar was a bushranger. In fact, he's thought to be Australia's first bushranger. Bushrangers were convicts and outlaws who took to the Australian bush to avoid capture and punishment. Not all of them were violent, But bushrangers did become known as bandits who robbed stagecoaches and banks and killed people. Many people came to romanticize bushrangers for their rebellion and anti-authoritarianism. But Caesar only had a reputation for his theft and penchant for escaping his confines. In the late 1770s, English Captain James Cook charted eastern Australia and claimed it for the British crown, dubbing it New South Wales. And soon after, the British began colonizing New South Wales. In January of 1788, the first fleet that had left England the previous year arrived at Botany Bay on the east coast of Australia. There are likely several reasons for the move. Britain's population was growing, its prisons couldn't accommodate everybody who was sentenced, and America was no longer accepting transported criminals. And the land was prime real estate. Britain could expand the empire, set up a base in the region, and claim the territory against other places that might claw for that possession. Regardless of the motives behind the colonization, Britain sent 11 vessels in the First Fleet, including six transports that held hundreds of convicts. The plan was to put the convicts to work on government farms. When the British realized that the land at Botany Bay wasn't sufficient for their plans, they moved north and established a penal colony in Port Jackson at Sydney Cove. John Black Caesar was one of the convicts who were sent to New South Wales in the First Fleet. Caesar's exact ancestry isn't known, but it is known that Caesar was of African descent. Caesar was possibly born in Madagascar or America, as one historian notes, but he later moved to England and became a servant. In 1786, when he was somewhere around 22 or 23 years old, John was charged with stealing money and sentenced to transportation, or banishment to a penal colony, for seven years. He was imprisoned on the ship, the Alexander, and sent away to Australia in 1787. Caesar was described as a hard worker, but troublesome, and so were many of the convicts who lived in harsh conditions in a struggling colony among indigenous peoples who were not all welcoming of the British immigrants and their problems. In April of 1789, John was once again tried for theft at the criminal court, but this time, he was sentenced to a life term of transportation. That meant he was destined to live out the rest of his days in subjugation in Australia. So Caesar fled and took refuge in the bush. Or, as Lieutenant Governor David Collins put it at the time, Caesar had, quote, "...taken to the woods with some provisions, an iron pot and a soldier's musket, which he had found means to steal." Caesar was soon caught and sent to work at Garden Island in chains. But that wouldn't be his last getaway. Caesar was a character for sure, a fact made clear by contemporary descriptions of him. Collins said the following about Caesar in his book, an account of the English colony in New South Wales. This man was always reputed the hardest-working convict in the country. His frame was muscular and well-calculated for hard labor but in his intellects, he did not very widely differ from a brute. His appetite was ravenous, for he could in any one day devour the full ration for two days. To gratify this appetite, he was compelled to steal from others, and all his thefts were directed to that purpose. He was such a wretch, and so indifferent about meeting death, that he declared while in confinement that if he should be hanged, he would create a laugh before he was turned off by playing off some trick upon the executioner. That same year, Caesar was allowed to work without chains and he escaped in a stolen canoe with a gun. He tried to make do in the bush by robbing gardens, threatening Aborigines and taking their food, but the Aborigines ended up spearing him and he returned to camp in early 1790. In March, Caesar was sent to Norfolk Island where he got land and a hog. The next year, he was given one acre, or nearly half a hectare, and told to work three days a week. And in 1792, he had a daughter with a woman named Anne Power who had been sent to Australia on the Lady Juliana, a ship that transported female convicts. But Caesar soon left his family and went back to Port Jackson in 1793. He stole off again in 1794, but was soon back in custody. But even after being punished severely for escaping, John allegedly said that, quote, all that would not make him better. Collins frequently referred to Caesar as incorrigible, but Collins had a lot of choice words to say about John and the other people living in New South Wales. I'd say Caesar was relentless in his pursuit of some sort of freedom. He escaped for the final time in December, 1795, leading a band of armed wanderers in the bush in the Port Jackson area. He and the people in his troop were deemed a threat for their thievery and people were told not to supply the vagabonds with ammunition, but clearly Caesar had had enough. He said he wouldn't turn himself in or be captured alive, So Governor Hunter offered five gallons of spirits to the person who caught him. John Wimbo, who had been hunting for Caesar for days, found Caesar and shot him on the morning of Monday, February 15th, 1796. John Black Caesar died that day in a colonist hut at Liberty Plains. I'm Eves Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And here's something else that I learned in researching this episode. It's said that Caesar wounded Pemulwoy, and colonists celebrated that one good deed of his, as Pemulwoy was an aboriginal warrior and resistance leader who had conducted raids on the colonists. A lot of the aboriginal people resisted colonization, but many of them died at the hands of the colonists, who spread disease, stole aborigines' belongings, abused girls and committed massacres catch you all tomorrow for another episode hey sarah i love that spring break vlog you posted on zigazoo omg you watched it yeah it was so cool I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call.